The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but I like them. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus, is coming back sooner than you think. And regarding the government and the media, I don't like them. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because I like real Christian radio. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. And we don't care. But for the next few minutes... I want to talk faith with you. So here we are. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, that process, that thingy. Like when we pray, how real with God are we? Or how holy do we try to appear? Ouch, Dave, stop already. Hey, if you want to reach out to us, you can call us 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, something amazing happens because you get to talk to Dynamite D. Oh, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Let me tell you what talking a dynamite D is like. You ever say something at the exact moment, the exact right thing at the exact right time? That's what it's like when you talk to dynamite D. Wonderful. Wonderful. Here is the bottom line. You can reach out to us, by the way, not just by phone, but by text, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214 
Additionally, you can send us an email, David at he must While the Chromebook still works, David at he must Send you up to the website as well. Two things to tell you about that that are important. One, I just ordered today more brochures for ambassador brochures. I had to order more, kind of mixed them up, so they're not even going to be the same. They're even going to be different, but we just ordered them today, so I'm not even sure what date they're coming, but I'm just telling you they're in route. Plus, on the website is a great place to give. It is the best place to give. We hope you'll use it as a place to give. If you don't want to give through the website, you can give directly to the ministry. It tells you how to do that on the website. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> it's just, it's just too short. That was it. That was it. Okay. That was Mighty Mouse. Now, you don't really know Mighty Mouse that well, but Mighty Mouse, after he defeated the bad guy, and he comes and he lands on the ground, but there was a banana there, and he slipped on the banana. That's what happened. While lifting weights. Now, that one works. See? That's a good one. The one on the train is still working on the we had too many pickles. Anyway, all right, so uh, excellent job on that one right there. You guys are also welcome to interpret these sounds as uh, you see fit. Let's keep uh, aware of a couple of things that I want you to kind of keep at the forefront of your mind. Number one, please continue to pray for the audience. I know you guys are, and I want you to know I really do appreciate it. And I know you're thinking, oh, well, why does he have us do that? Because that's what the Lord wants us to do. And that's why I, I, I petition and I ask you and I annoy you and uh, you know irritate you because it's good to be praying for the brotherhood. It's good to be pay, praying for the family of God. It's good to be praying for those who you're going to spend eternity with. That's number one. Number two, don't forget that Noel and I are praying and asking the Lord to uh, figure out what we're supposed to do from a geographical perspective point of view. So please keep us specifically in prayer along those lines as we try to uh, be very sensitive and figure out what the Lord wants. Okay. We, I've got so much fun stuff to talk about because it's the Word of God. It's fun. I mean, that's what it is. I think it's just uh, it's just wonderful stuff. And so I want to get right into this. This is uh, just an amazing portion. We're in 2 Corinthians. And like I had mentioned before, I'm not even sure myself why I haven't taught this more often. I'm kind of chiding myself because this book is just filled with unbelievable and incredible things that are just so, so helpful for our regular walk. So here we are, we're picking it up. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and we're picking it up about verse 13-ish. And this is what, he's, what Paul writes, I, I call God as my witness that in, in order to spare you, I did not return to Corinth. Okay, Because he had rebuked them before, and so he's saying, hey, I didn't want to come back there and kind of like, you know, crackheads, you know, kind of mentality. That's what he's talking about. He's got his witness. In order to spray, I didn't want to return to Corinth. Now, listen to what he says in this next verse. Actually, this is, I think, verse 24, so I was wrong about the verse number. Uh, it says, not that we lord it over your faith, but we are fellow workers with you. 
not that we lord it over your faith, but we are fellow workers with you. To the nooks and the crannies of this scripture, we should, and I, I really believe this, we should respect and honor our leaders, especially leaders in your church, in your ministry, in your life, people that are helping guide and direct and kind of point you towards the Lord. Anybody that's pointing you towards the Lord, that's good. The majority of Christian leaders, I'm not talking about politics at all, the majority of the leaders in the church, in ministries, at the church in large, they are awesome people. They genuinely believe in God. They genuinely believe they're called to be servants of the kingdom of God, to point people towards the Lord. These are the people that never take a position of power to use the control in the system. This is why Jesus said, if you're going to be a leader, you can't be like the Gentile leaders. You can't do what they do. You can't function in the authoritative structure that they function in, because in the kingdom of God, in order to be a leader, you have to be a servant. You have to be one that, that you lead by service. The kingdom principle of a leader is one of a servant. It's so amazing, and this is what the kingdom is. The kingdom is just the opposite of the world on so many levels, right? In order to see, you have to believe. In order to receive, you have to give. In order to live, you have to die. In order to lead, you have to serve. Just like, wait, wait it's a bizarro world around here. Yeah. And yes, I read those comic books with Superman. It is like bizarre words, all backwards from the world. And so Paul writes, hey, not that we lord it over your faith. Leaders are fantastic. I, I have just been so blessed to meet some of the great, great leaders. I've also met leaders that were horrible. That's the truth. The ones that were horrible, horrible leaders, self-focused self-important, self, 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 self. The ones that were the best leaders, they just they really want to do what the Lord has put on their heart to advance the kingdom of God. And that's all Paul's saying. He's just saying the exact same thing. He's saying, look, we don't lord it over your faith. We don't own your faith. We're not in charge of your faith. We're here to help you. And he's saying, I don't want to come back there and, you know, kind of crack heads, you know, kind of break knuckles because you guys are kind of all messing up. And I, I don't want to go through that again. I love you guys. I don't want that kind of relationship. I want us to have a better relationship. And so he's telling them, we're your fellow workers. Hey, this is the biggest, uh, the most important truth for the church at large. There is not a single human being on the planet that gets to say they're in the place of Jesus as the superstar. Not one from any group, from any denomination, anywhere. There is one superstar in heaven and on earth, and his name is Jesus Christ. He is God, and if you don't like it, tough, because every tongue will confess and every knee will bow to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's going to happen. That's how it's going to go down. And Paul's like, look, 
I'm not in charge of your faith. I don't lord it over your faith. I don't tell you everything you need to do. I'm not, you know, you're not like the horse or the mule has got to be moved by a bit and a bridle. You're my fellow co-workers. We're doing this stuff together. Remember when John had all those great revelations and then he bowed down and the angel said, get up, I'm a fellow servant of yours. If an angel of God manifesting the written word is a co-laborer of the kingdom of God, how much more every other human being, right? I mean, you can just look at that and go, yeah, that's right. That just makes sense. And so here's the thing to, even if you're a leader, everybody leads in some capacity, either, you know, it's either by example, you know, by, by direction, whatever that process is, think about how Jesus led. He was a servant. The son of man came not to be served, but to serve. And that service makes an impact. And that's what Paul is saying. He says, we don't lord it over your faith. You're our fellow workers. We're doing this stuff together. We're in it together. And you've heard us say on the show, and we'll say it again. If they start shooting Christians, nobody's, well, what's your rank? <laughs> I don't think they're going to go, what's your rank? Because they drop a bullet in your head. No, what's your denomination? Okay, well, that's Who's your Lord? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> That's how it goes. That is how it goes. We'll take a break and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? What does that mean? Infamous. Oh, Dusty. Infamous is, is when you're more than famous. This man, El Guapo, is not just famous, he's infamous. What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. If Jesus was like Welcome back to the David Spoon like Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our first trivia question. Not a difficult one, just something you have to think about. Here's the key to the whole trivia question. Just a little bit of thought. Why did Zacchaeus climb a tree to see Jesus? Get it? Get it? Uh, why did Zacchaeus climb a tree to see Jesus? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must org. It is often here that we will go to our DNA. That's very important to understand. DNA is what we're made of. It's our building blocks. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Daily, daily, daily. How often is daily? It's daily. Was that like daily? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. Never, 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 never. Be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means other people are on your radar. You care about how other people do. How is how are how are other people doing? How are your neighbors doing? Remember, we mentioned the other day. You should be praying for your neighbors. I hardly ever pray for my neighbors. It's terrible on my part. I thought about that today, Dave. Yeah, it's like I should be praying for these people. I should be saying, Hey, how you doing? I can pray for you. I got a few I got some time. I can do it. You know, we need to be doing that. That's our DNA, okay? All right. Somebody calling in to answer the triv question. We'll give them that opportunity. We will go from there. Uh, uh, I don't know why I'm going choo-choo-choo-choo-choo. It's like a train. Uh, but I think it's somebody who's going to answer trivia. Are they ready to answer trivia? They are, so let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? You're talking to Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Doing great. Just doing great. All right. This is a great question, and I gave a little bit of a clue beforehand. Why did Zacchaeus climb a tree to see Jesus? Well, because he couldn't see above the crowd. He wanted to see him. So he wasn't tall, he was... Short. That's it right there! 
He's just a little guy. That's right. That's it right there. And it's not to be, you know, it's funny because people are like, well, that's making fun of him. No, it isn't. That guy's in the book. I would do anything to be in the book. Are you kidding me? That guy's no blessed. Doubt. I mean, wow. Powerful. And that, that, that salvation came to his house. He's willing to give away all his stuff. He's great. Excellent job, Deborah. Excellent, excellent work. And I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. And you have a good afternoon. All right. Thanks. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Excellent uh, beginning there. All right, so now let's go into this next phase. I don't know if it's a phase. I guess it's a phase, right? I mean, it's, you know, I guess what should we call it, uh, uh, of the Scripture. And here we are in Second Corinthians. We're in chapter 1. We just did this thing about not that we lord it over you, not that we lord it over your faith. Very important to understand that, that anybody who's in leadership should be a servant. I mean, I, that's, not, I, that's not complex, is it? That's like we're straightforward. That person wants to be a leader, they have to have a servant's heart. You want to be great amongst everybody, you be the servant of all. That's the call. So then Paul says this uh, upon that. So we've got a couple of things we're dealing with here. He says, so he said, uh, not that we lord over your faith, but we are fellow workers with you for your joy because it is by faith that you stand firm. It is by faith that you stand firm. Now, why is it by faith that we stand firm? What's the reason? Okay, cool. That's good. I understand by faith we stand firm. By faith we're saved. By faith we stand firm. So it seems to me like faith is in the beginning and faith is in the middle, and then faith is at the end. It's like it's all the way through. Well, why is that? Because if you and I try to stand firm by what we see, we will sink like a stone. I just want to see if everybody caught that little thing that I was just saying right there. If if we try to stand firm by what we see, we will sink like a stone. Now watch this. You know who knows that better than anybody? Peter. No, wait. Jesus called him a stone. Oh, come on, Dave. Did you come up with that on your own, Dave? Yes. Uh, here's the thing. He sank like a stone as soon as he took his eyes off of Jesus. That's what happens to us. So Paul's like, uh, okay, so uh, it's by faith that you're going to stand. Because you're not going to do this by, by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Got to do a little, little better job there. We're not doing very good there. We got to function a little better in that process, right? Your circumstance is big, bad, and ugly. I'm with you, okay? I, I mean, I'm telling you that I'm with you, okay? But if you focus on your circumstance, it's a whole lot of hurt coming your way. If you focus on what you're going through, it's a whole lot of down. If you focus on how you think everything is stacked up, <laughs> just, just go, just do this. Get a stone, okay? Walk to a pool, a jacuzzi, a lake, drop it in, see what it does. That's what you're doing to your faith. That's what you're doing to your walk. You're just sinking it down. Okay, then chapter two, I love that part, by the way, chapter two in second Corinthians, he says this. So I made up my mind not to make another painful visit for you, for if I grieve 
If I grieve you, who's left to cheer me up but those whom I've grieved? I wrote as I did so that on my arrival I would not be saddened by those who ought to make me rejoice. I have confidence in all of you that you would share my joy. For through many tears I wrote out of great distress and anguish. Did you hear that? I wrote out of great distress and, distress and anguish, and anguish, not to grieve you, but to let you know how much I love you. You know what Paul is saying? You're going to love this. Ready? 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 Tough love is biblical. You know how the, love is love and love, love, and love. Is, no, it's not. Love involves discipline. Love involves rebuke. Jesus said, as many as I love, I rebuke. Love involves tough stuff. Paul's like, I love you so much. I had to write that letter to you because you guys were being nutty cuckoo. And I had to kind of set you straight. But I don't want to keep doing stuff like that because I, I'm happy because you guys are doing good. I don't want to be, I don't want to be known as Paul the Bummer. So he's like, I'm right. I'm telling you this. Here's the thing. Brothers and sisters, don't make me sad. You're the reason I smile. That's what Paul's saying. This is the Apostle Paul trying to communicate that when he shared, oh, you know, that he, he lives or dies or he smiles or he cries by how these people are. That's how attached to one another we're supposed to be. He says it this way, and I know it's a paraphrase, but I think you can bear with me on this one because every sermon ever preached explaining the Bible is a paraphrase. I wrote you tough stuff because I love you. In fact, in another place in Galatians, he goes, am I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Here's the, the, the reality. Sometimes love has to do with discipline. And that's why the Lord doesn't let you just go about and do everything. And here's the world. Love is love. It just accepts everything no matter what. Well, that's super great. So you got some people that are mass murderers. Let's just love and love because everybody's love and love, 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 love. See how ridiculous that is? And the only reason they came up with love is love is because in the 60s, and most of you know this is true, and the 70s, they smoked a lot of great marijuana, great grass that made their brains go, and because of that, they came up with stuff like that. Love is caring enough to do something when it ain't going right. Love is caring enough to share with your neighbor. Love is disciplining your child when your child does wrong. In fact, the scripture says you don't love your child if you don't discipline. That's the key. Tough love is biblical. And Paul's going, man, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be this mean guy or anything, but you guys, you gotta get it straight. You gotta do the right thing. You gotta walk this right. Now make me happy and be, be, be cool about this. That's kind of what's going on. I know that's a lot of paraphrasing, but it really does communicate the flavor. Paul is reaffirming his love in chapter two, verse one through four. I love you, but I had to tell you, and I don't want to keep doing that. So let's get over this and let's do better. Because we can do better. And that's what it is. And when the Lord disciplines you, I know it hurts, but think of this. If God didn't discipline you, then it would demonstrate he doesn't love you. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, that's right. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind destroyed. 
What is the David Spoon experience? So what Jesus said, whoever is not against you is for you. That's what he's talking about. They're, they're a kingdom advancer. It's all good. Now watch this in Luke chapter 11, verse 20 through 23. If I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his estate, his possessions are secure. But when one stronger than he attacks and overpowers, he takes from him all his weapons, the armor and the weapons of the foot soldier that he trusted in, and he divides up his plunder. Anyone who is not with me is against me, and anyone who does not gather with me scatters. And you're thinking, but what about the other verse? Watch. Keeping it in context, this person is not for the kingdom of God. This person is neutral, not a kingdom advancer, not a person that's trying to advance the kingdom of God. And when you are not a kingdom advancer, then you are supporting the other kingdoms. You are either in, for, with through and by the kingdom of God or all the other kingdoms. There is no neutral. There is no, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit this one out. There is no sitting it out with God. You're either helping advance his kingdom or helping another kingdom advance. One of the two. So the guy that was casting out evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ, he's advancing the kingdom of God. But the person who's not for Jesus is trying to be neutral and do nothing. That person's not advancing the kingdom of God. And that person who's not advancing the kingdom of God is therefore against the kingdom of God because there is no neutral. And you're thinking, well, no, no, there's got to be a neutral. Never heard the joke about the mugwomp, huh? Never heard about the soldier that, you know, well, it was Confederate soldier and then a Union soldier had gray on the top and, and dark blue on the bottom. What'd they do? Shoot at them from both sides. That's what they did. In other words, there is none of that. That doesn't exist. You're either with Jesus in the advancement of his kingdom or you're not. And if you're not, then he considers that against. And you think, well, whoa, that is just rude. Tell it to Jesus. Tell him he's rude. Go ahead. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Not, hey, you know in your life, you got all these things going on. You got to take care of work. I get it. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to pay this bill and do this and raise your kids. This, and, and somewhere in there, do me a favor. And every once in a while, kick it around and think about me and the kingdom. And that, that doesn't exist. That's not a, a reality check. The reality check is that you are either for the kingdom of God or opposed to the kingdom of God. And if you try to be neutral, you're opposed. The David Spoon Experience. 770 KAAM Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.